When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matthew Manny. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear from Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day in his weekly Tuesday press conference. However, this one is a little different. Instead of preparing for a game on this coming Saturday, he is instead giving a kind of 30,000 foot bird's eye look on the program halfway through the season heading into their bye week. But before we get into that audio, if you are finding this episode on our website, landgrantholyland.com, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique, varied perspectives, conversations, and news that we bring you on a daily basis here in the Land Grant Holy Land podcast feed. For most days throughout the college football season, we are bringing you two different podcast episodes with everything you need to be the most informed Buckeye fan possible, but also a ton of different ideas, perspectives, and voices that you won't find anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe. And one more thing before we get to Coach Day, the feed cut out at the end, so you will hear his last answer get clipped a little bit, but that was the last question before he wrapped up. So, now that we've got that out of the way, here's Ohio State football coach, Ryan Day. Coach, uh, obviously the bye week, does it come at a good time? And what's your philosophy on bye weeks? You're, you're, you're on a bit of a roll, but you also have banged up players. No, I think it does come out at a good time, and I think you bring up a good point. There's there's times where you start to get into a rhythm, and then um, you know you don't want that that uh, bye week. Um, I don't know if that's the case here. Um, you know, We're going to practice today. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, really uh, put some good uh, three days of practice in and, and keep grinding on this thing. But it does allow us to get a few guys uh, healthy heading into the Iowa game. Right behind him, Clay Holt, WSYX. Looks like you're getting a lot of love nationally, pundits, uh, whoever. I mean, do you subscribe to that uh, Nick Saban rat poison type of thing? Well, I, I think our guys would tell you that, um, you know, we – you know, it doesn't really matter other than winning the next game. I think the guys understand that. Um, I don't think that um, any of the guys really even care about that because it doesn't matter. Um, the only one that, that matters is the one at the end of the season. So, um, you know, we have to keep winning. And, um, you know, that's all we're focused on right now, quite honestly. Uh, front row right, Austin Ward, Rivals, 97.1. Ryan, what's the structure for practice this week? And outside of getting healthy, what would you like to accomplish? Yeah, we're going to um, uh, we're gonna practice today, tomorrow, Thursday, um, and then do our plus one like we typically do going into a – coming off of a bye week. So, um, you know, we want to, as a staff, look at what we've done, look at what we're, where we're headed, um, evaluate everybody in the program and kind of see um, things we've done well and, and enhance those, but things that we need to improve on. Um, we obviously want to get healthy, um, you know, and get some guys 
um, you know, uh, back out in the field. Want to get some guys who are playing with a few things, you know, um, healed up. Um, and then continue to work good on good fundamentals and technique. You know, as you get five, six games into the season, you can start to get scheme oriented and we can't do that. So we're going to dive back into fundamentals, techniques, and try to identify the things that we're going to need to get done here in the, in the home stretch. Right behind him, Bill Landis, Rattles. Ryan, um, your, your punt and punt coverage have been very good this year, but I, I think maybe the rest of the special teams operation has been a little hit or miss. Just how are you feeling about that? as a whole, um, especially the, the return game with some of the, the drop balls? Yeah, um, we've got to do a better job fielding the ball. I think if, if we do that, then we feel a little bit better about all of it. But um, but you know, certainly we, we can't be doing that. You know, we've got to make sure we feel the ball better. Um, I think you know, we had, that's a good time right now to look at that and figure out if we have um, you know, the right personnel in, in all groupings and certainly in special teams as well. Dylan Davis, don't worry to get because that when you have a chance to get Colin Ford in the game, CJ's out, Kyle's in. How do you balance, you know, giving him enough of the offense to see what you need to see because he might be yeah. quarterback next year and also not want to be disrespectful. To well, the yeah, that's. I mean, it's obviously a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong, but it is something that you know you, you just you want to make sure you respect the game. And um, but but at the same time, you know, you do want to kind of get him going a little bit. And you know, we tried to get that third down conversion. We got the, got him on the on the um, outside the pocket on the naked. I thought he threw a nice ball there. Uh, we had the third down where he was reading the end. I thought maybe we could have done a little bit better job just across the board, not just him. Um, but you know, we convert right there. Maybe we, we move the ball down the field. Um, you start to get inside of you know five or six minutes in the fourth quarter when you're when you're up uh, in a lopsided game you know I, I just kind of want to make sure I respect the game in that area but but certainly want to get him in the game especially if it's you know at the end of the third quarter early fourth quarter and and, and uh, get some first downs and, and let him go play uh fourth row right Spencer Holbrook Letterman row Ryan you talk about rest recovery trying to get guys healthy but at the same time there's a lot of Work, I'm sure you think needs to be done. You talk, you look at the cornerback position. Yeah. Is this is this the perfect time for them to, to really get some work in and try to try to improve their game? So yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you're identifying in all three phases what, what needs to improve, the things we've done well, the things we need to improve on, um, you know, I don't think it's any any mystery that one of the things we got to do is finish some plays out at corner. We're right there. Uh, we just we haven't quite finished some of them. Um, I did think Denzel played better uh, in this game, probably his best game to date, so that was good. Uh, didn't get the ball, you know, thrown his way a ton, but but I thought he was he, he played his best game. Um, you know, and you know, you can say, well, they, they made a nice catch, but you know, we make some nice catches too. I mean, that's that's college football now. Guys are making pretty high end catches, so we got to be we got to learn to finish. Um, you know, especially one-on-one situations, because we know that's going to keep coming our way until we can prove that uh, that we can't. So that'll be a huge emphasis this week. Uh, right next door, Cameron Teague Robinson, the Athletic. Brian, kind of off that, you talked after the game. Like you said, they're there. You just need to make plays. Yeah. Corner. Is it as simple as just finding the ball? I mean, Cam got that PI on a broken play. Yeah. Really, but is it simple as just finding the ball for those guys? Yeah. I just think the more and more times we put them into those situations. Um, the more comfortable they're going to feel and, and the better they'll be. So uh, it's our job as coaches to continually put them in those positions and, and give them an opportunity to, you know, to, to learn from it and grow and uh, and get better. So that's what we're going to do. Right next door, Tony Gerdman, Buckeye Huddle. Ryan, you've been speaking highly of Lathan Ransom since his freshman year. Yeah. Given the two years that he had until now and the way he's playing now, just your thoughts as his coach on seeing that rise? Yeah, I think you're seeing um, – you know what he what he's uh, capable of. He's uh, very intelligent. He's very athletic. Um, has really good football IQ. Uh, you can see how much ground he covered on that first play on the touchdown, and still was able to 
hang on to the ball. He's got really good ball skills. So uh, great to see him healthy. Great to see him running around. Now he's got some uh, games under his belt. So I think you're seeing the best version of Lathan. Ryan, before, before uh, last week's game, you mentioned Jordan Hancock, somebody you're hopeful to get back after the, the bye. If he is able to, to come back second half of the season, what, what kind of impact can he have? What do you see throughout the offseason? What sort of role do you envision for him? Well, he's, um, you know, we were hoping going into the season he'd be uh, battling for, for a starting position. Um, so I guess that wouldn't really change coming off of an injury. But um, but he's got to get back on the field and, and prove that um, – you know, he's just got to start out by by getting some games under his belt, and then we can kind of go from there. But um, but we'll be we'll be better if he's in the lineup, and um, you know, start off by p- providing some depth, and then and then go from there. Front row middle, Dave Biddle, twenty four seven Sports. Ryan, how would you describe your offense right now? It's it's just so multiple. I don't think it's as simple as calling it a spread. I mean, you guys are doing some offset eye formation. I think you're doing more twelve personnel than ever. Three tight ends more than ever. Just how would you describe your offense right now? Um. Uh, you know, I, we're trying to find different ways to attack the defense based on the guys that we have. Um, and, you know, I think when you look back 10 years ago, uh, maybe more now, you know, it was like the spread offense was kind of, you know, the new thing. And, and that was creating a little bit of stress for the defense. And so I think maybe, uh, you know, defenses over time have kind of caught up to just lining up and, and spread sets. Um, actually, I know they have. Um, and so now we're trying to find more creative ways to create new surfaces, you know, bigger surfaces, um, different formations um, that, you know, you're not giving them what they're working on. You're not giving them what they're practicing. And now there's a fine line there, you know, and I think our guys, it's not easy here. We, we do a lot of stuff. And so guys have to be uh, really well prepared coming in every day. You know, it's not just we're going to run the same plays every week. We're not going to do that. But I think they enjoy that. I think they really embrace the challenge of, you know, trying to give the defense uh, a lot of problems. But at the end of the day, we, we still have our base things that we'll do that we'll line up and play. Um, you know, we know what our base is. We know what our identity is. But um, I think the guys enjoy coming in on Tuesday thinking, okay, what are the new things coming in this week? And then uh, go putting it on the field. And, and it's fun. You can see the excitement of when we – uh, execute plays that we've been working on that maybe are new, you know, you can see the excitement. They, they enjoy that. And I think um, that's a tribute to our coaches, but more more importantly, our players coming in every day um, with the ability to go take a meeting to the field and then go put it onto the game field because um, that's not easy to do. Yeah. Uh, Steven Means, Cleveland.com. I know you're not going to sit here and try to cape in your awards for CJ yet halfway through the year, but just – Halfway through your second year as a starting quarterback, what are some things you've liked, maybe some things you haven't liked, just kind of evaluate what you've seen from them. So. Uh, yeah, I think, um, all right, so first six games, I mean, I think the first thing you notice is just his movement. I think that, you know, you could see that in the first couple games, he, his, his movement has been improved, um, whether it's been, um, you know, out of the pocket, doing some things that are designed or not designed, you know, scrambling, extending plays like he had to do in the first game and a couple other games. So I think that's been good. I think his red zone play has been excellent. I think when he's had to throw the ball away, he's thrown the ball away, but he's also made some really good throws down there, which has led to us being successful in the red zone. Um, but overall, I just think it's his leadership, his vision, his accuracy, um, you know, all of the above. Uh, right behind him, 
Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Ryan, I heard you say on the radio last week that you know you guys have had a lot of injuries and you've noticed that around the country a lot of teams are having to play depth because of injuries. Do you think there's any reason why maybe there have been more injuries this year? Yeah, I, I don't know if I have the, the, the numbers or data to, to back that up. I don't, but I just it was something that I just kind of um, felt and um, I, I don't know, but uh, but it does, you know, challenge your depth when you're in those types of situations. And uh, I have been proud of the, of the guys who've had to step up, whether it's been in special teams um, or some different positions. You know, going into some games with two two freshmen, um, you know, corners who had never really had any experience before, or um, you know, a running back position. You know, we've had some some stress at a couple positions that we've had to go play some depth. And uh, so that's that's been, I think, another thing, if you're just identifying what are the things that have been positive in the first six games, I think we've seen some of that go on. Our, our depth has been challenged at different positions and we've responded pretty well. Um, and hopefully that can, you know, pay off here in, in these last six games of the regular season. Fourth row left, Jacob Bench, the Lantern. Yeah, hey, Ryan, just going back to CJ. Um, you mentioned, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago, you know, he doesn't play for personal accolades, doesn't really care too much about the stats. And then he said after the game Saturday that he's dedicating the season to Dwayne Haskins. Um, he said he writes, like, his cousin's name and stuff on wristbands and whatnot. Just what does it mean to you to see your quarterback play for something bigger than himself? Yeah, I think you can see it. I think the, the players can see it. I think you can see his attitude on the sideline. Um, he is not concerned about statistics. Um, I think he understands that they're going to they're gonna happen and they're going to come, but uh, he's focused on one thing, and that's winning and being a leader for his teammates. And, and when, you, when you truly play like that and just have an open heart and um, – you know, I just I think it carries over to your team, and um, you know, naturally, his stats are, are really good, and naturally, he's playing at a high level. But that's not what he's focused on, and I think um, I think all the guys on the team have embraced that, and certainly um, his leadership has been felt. They understand that there's no expectations going into a game, yet we hold each other to a, to a high level. You know, we want to play and be the best team in America, so. Um, I think that's probably what you're getting at, and, and it's not just about him. And it never has been, by the way. I mean, it's just the way he is and the way he's wired, and um, I think that's a sign of a great leader. Uh, deep left, Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now and Sports Illustrated. Coach, I, I guess I'm just curious. I know the, the goal is to always have that pair of spare where if somebody's not available, you don't have a drop-off. You guys have, have had a really impressive year in not having a drop-off. Have you been around another team that, that reminds you of the way you guys continue to just plug a hole and, and execute at the same level? I don't know. Um, I haven't really thought about that. But, but I think one of the things that happened last year was um, we had so many younger guys play. So when you look at our roster right now, I mean, we have some, some juniors and seniors, but we also have some sophomores that um, are very experienced because there was quite a few freshmen who played last season. Uh, where the year before that wasn't the case. So, you know, there was there was some struggles last year. There was some growing pains. I mean, it wasn't easy. It was uh, difficult at times. But I think now you're seeing some of that experience and some of the things we worked through in the growing pains last year starting to pay off because um, the, these guys played. And there were so many first times last season. Um, so now they're not. So when, when, you're, when you're playing guys and putting them in the game, even though they may be sophomores or, or – um, you know, even um, you know some of the juniors. I mean, they played a lot of football, so um, the depth has been strong, and um, and it comes down to leadership too. You know, I mean, you know, J.K. and Jair, and you know, they, they have to step in against in, in Wisconsin, and they hadn't had that experience. But I think the guys around them, Ronnie Hickman and 
Tommy Eichenberg and, and some of the guys who have played before, you know, they put their arm around him and say, we're going to figure this thing out together.